Welcome to the Bravo Papers, a safe space for all us Bravo fans who love to analyze, deconstruct, and talk about our favorite Bravo shows ad nauseum. There's no such thing as overanalyzing or reading too much into your favorite Bravo shows and Bravo celebrities here. So join me, Bravo and Botox, as I find the depth amongst the shallow. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bravo Papers. First, I just need to say that I'm sick. Um, I feel okay. I've just been, I had a cold since before the long weekend. And it's, you know, turned into just this leftover kind of dry cough. And my voice is obviously not amazing. So I know that there are some new listeners today, which, you know, welcome. And I love that you're here. Um, but please know that this is not normally what I sound like. Um, and I'm sorry if my voice is a little scratchy or I don't know if it, if I lose it at some points, I'm trying my best and I may need to stop sometimes to cough. The cough is just relentless. It's just off and on and like my throat feels okay. It doesn't hurt or anything and I feel fine. You know, I went to work all week. I didn't feel whatever sick, quote unquote. Like, you know, when you feel it in your body, like I didn't have any other symptoms, just this dry cough. Um, so yeah, I don't know what it is. So obviously a lot of you are here and have maybe found me because of the whole Bryn in my DM fiasco. So I'm going to do, you know, my Bravo weekly news episode, um, release it a day early, which is today, uh, Sunday, September the 10th. And I'm going to tell the Bryn story as my sort of first Bravo news story, because it is a Bravo news story. And I mean, this kind of worked out because it's kind of a slow Bravo news week, whereas last week was a really like there was a lot to go through. Um, this week is a little bit slower. So for those of you who are new here, what I usually do is once a week, I release an episode where I go through all the Bravo news topics, as well as like even if it's just like gossip or tea and kind of talk about like my thoughts and opinions on all this you know, if there's stories that I think are just kind of made up gossip or if I think there might be any truth to them and I'll talk about why or why not. And I'll discuss like kind of some of my feelings about, you know, maybe what's going on on the shows or things like that. That's basically it. Um, you know, I kind of saw that there was a lot of people who liked when I shared my thoughts about episodes and um, Bravo Liberties on my Instagram stories. So I decided, hey, why not? I can talk a little bit about the news each week. And I like, you know, that I don't do recaps, but I still get to talk about like the hot Bravo topics every week. So that's what I really like um, because I watch all the shows, really. And I follow and I share all the news on my Instagram for my followers. So I already know what's going on. So, you know, it's not like a ton of extra headache to do it every week. Now, my original goal with this podcast, for those of you that are like my OG OGs, will know that I started as like doing deep dives. So if you go back and listen to like my first episode about my deep dive into Raquel Levis, I still am doing those Bravo Bravo paper episodes, as I call them, which is where I do kind of like an essay or a thesis on one of the characters and kind of analyze them from their life and start on the show until now and and whatever information I can find. And this week I was supposed to release my new one for which was supposed to be for August. I was already late on it because um, I was reading a book in relation to the Richard sisters. So it was taking me a little longer um, but then I was so sick this week that I didn't release it. So I'm sorry, everyone. Um, but it's just the cough has been so bad. I didn't think I could do it. It's better enough now that I'm going to try to 
get it out in the next couple days. So I do apologize um, for that. Um, but I will be doing a deep dive episode into the Richard sisters. I have just finished reading House of Hilton. And there is a lot of very interesting tidbits about uh, Big Kathy, who is Kyle and Kim's mother, and their upbringing, and kind of why I think the three sisters are the way they are today. So stay tuned for that. All right. So thank you so much for being here. And please rate, review, subscribe. If you are new, please, please subscribe. Please give me a little five-star rating on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening. Please share. If you like the podcast, share it. You can follow my podcast Instagram at the Bravo Papers. Um, You know, you can take a screenshot of, you know, your phone listening to the podcast. Share it to your story and tag me. I'll share it on my Bravo and Botox or Bravo Papers, whichever one you tag and I will send you all the little love and hearts that I can. And I would appreciate it so much. Um, So thank you everyone for your support. Thank you for being here and giving my podcast a chance. Um, I know a lot of people after this whole Bryn thing were like, I didn't even know you had a podcast. So I do, here I am. Um, And if you like it, you can go back and kind of marathon all the other episodes, enjoy. So. It is so great when you find new content and you like it and then you're like, oh, now I get to go back and like watch it all or listen to it all. That's my favorite thing Um, for me personally. I have a few podcasts I love to listen to and sometimes I'm like, oh, I miss the days when I hadn't listened to their first like 100 episodes so I could go back and do it again because it's just, you know, you just love it. So I hope some people are able to find that in me and I'm very, very flattered if anyone does, which it makes my day. So thank you so much for being here and let's talk about Bryn. So let's start at the very beginning. Um, Yesterday I was at work and I, you know, I get to work like at like 7.30 a.m., right? And I woke up, it was like Friday, I had a good day at work, I was in a good mood and I was like, just I just was not thinking about my Instagram or Bravo. I really wasn't because I was really like immersed in what I was doing. I'm like, you know, joking around with my coworkers, like whatever, like having a day. And, you know, usually if I'm having a busy day at work, which is usual, I don't usually even check my Instagram. Like I'll go on my phone and see if I have like texts for my husband, whatever. Um, but that's it. And sometimes I might check into Instagram like here and there, maybe during lunch and just like repost something else really quickly and be on my way. But for some reason, this was one of those days where I didn't even open it once, like did not open Instagram once. And I just went about my day. And then I got home, you know, I picked up my daughter from school, all that kind of stuff, you know how we do. And I sat down on the couch and I was like, you know, I had made some coffee, like afternoon little pick-me-up, snack, and I open my phone. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do my Salt Lake City Twitter roundup because I'm way behind. I'd had such a big, busy uh, week at work that I hadn't done SLC and I hadn't done RHOC Twitter roundups yet. So I'm like getting ready to do that. But then I open my Instagram and I'm like, why do I have so many new followers? And at first I was like, I guess people are just really engaged because I was thinking, I was like, what have I posted? Like, what is the most recent thing? Whenever you get a lot of new followers, you're like, what is the most recent thing um, I've posted? So I thought, okay, the most recent thing was my Roni Twitter roundups. I was like, wow, people just must really be into this show and they must be really mad about how everyone ganged up on Jenna Lyons because... I have to be honest, like I've been a little confused about the Roni uh, ratings because they've been kind of not great, right? But I've been getting such good engagement on my Roni posts. And I don't know if it's just like maybe people are just like loving to hate it on the internet. That's possible. But I'm getting more engagement, even though the ratings are lower. I'm getting more engagement on my Roni posts than I am on like Atlanta and a lot of the other shows. So I don't, and I I thought it was a little odd. 
Anyway, so I was like, I guess we struck a nerve. Like, don't come after Jenna Lyons because people were mad. Like the last time I had checked the posts and how they were doing, it was just everyone bitching about how mean the girls were to Jenna, which fair. Um, So I was like, wow, this is cool. Um, You know, I was like, great. I got a few hundred new followers. Amazing, right? And then I went over to my DMs and oh my God. Okay. So if you are like, if you have an account where you have like a lot of followers or even a decent amount, like 10,000 plus, you know that, you know, that little notification where your messages, DMs are, will say, like, it won't really say how many messages you have. It'll just say like 20 plus or 18 plus or whatever, right? So mine said like 18 plus, which that is not, that is normal. Like every day I have that, you know, cause I'll get, you know, some days I'll get like hundreds of DMs. Some days I'll get like 50. It really just depends on the day and what's going on. So I didn't even think of that. So I just went to my messages just to be like, let's see, you know, just to like heart people's DMs and like, you know, discuss and interact like I do. Like I try to at least with some people every day so I can, you know, interact with my followers because that's why I have the account to talk about Bravo, have fun, right? But I go in and right at the top is Bryn's DM because if you get a, um, a DM from like a verified account, and I don't just mean a blue check, I mean like a verified account that's like legit, not just one that's like, you know, one of the ones that are that pay for it or whatever. Um, yeah, it goes right to the top, <laughs> especially because I had been following her as well. I've never had a DM from Bryn before. I have had a DM from Jessel. If you're like one of my OG people, you would know like uh, Jessel did DM me, but it was a much more positive experience, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, so I had this DM and I'm like, oh, Bryn. And I was like, wow, I wonder like, what it is. Like, I'm still in like naive land at this point. Okay, so here it is, which I'm sure most of you probably already read it and saw it on my Instagram stories, but I'm still going to read it just in case, just so we can like, you know, tell this tale. Okay. So this was at 5.25 a.m., by the way. Um, I wasn't even awake yet. Like, I think I got up at 6. And then, yeah, I got to work at like 7.30. So, yeah, I think I got up at like 6. So I was sleeping. And then she sent this. And I, I, this is like a lot of people thought this was so funny messaging me. Like, they're like, I love that you were at work all day. And she's like rage texting you and you just had no idea. Honestly, that's what happened. I'm not trying to like act cool. That is actually what happened. So she put, reposting the things about me being an escort or sugar baby is disgusting. Okay. Anyway, we'll get back to that. You should be ashamed. My CV is five pages long and my career is more decorated than most. Oh, okay. There were countless days I was working so much I couldn't even film most of the time. I can't help if the edit chooses to not include that. Okay cool. Neither can I, Bryn. Um, I can't help if the edit chooses not to include that. When you're at the point I am in my career, you get to do this amazing thing called consulting, which is what I do now for two skincare brands. You're super gross and now you're blocked. Okay. So I actually wish that, you know, Bryn hadn't blocked me so that I could have replied um, because I would have explained to her sort of the way I thought about it, which was that it was supposed to be like a kind of a light shade tweet that was in response to some of the jokes that she's been making. I posted a joke. It was a joke. Just to clarify, not the truth or a fact, a joke. And some jokes do, you know, upset people and hit nerves. And some people are offended by jokes. It's the jokes that people are offended by is pretty subjective. Um, You know, some people are very offended by a sugar baby joke. Others think it's like light shade. It just depends on who you talk to. 
Um, so, okay. Let me read the the joke, okay? Because she didn't post it. She just, you know, posted her rant, but she didn't actually post the tweet. Um, and I felt like she little a little bit, you know, used the word escort on purpose to make it sound even worse because escort has a lot more... Has, it has m- more connotations than sugar baby. Well, not more. It just has different ones. But they overlap. They're very similar. But escort is more in the... When people think of escort, they're more likely to think of like a sex worker. And I think there's nothing wrong with being a sex worker, by the way. Uh, sex work is work. And But when people think of sugar baby, they don't necessarily think of a sex worker. They might just think of a like, you know, a girl who likes to date rich guys. So there is a different connotation. We just have to acknowledge that. And she chose to say escort um, or add that in because I never used that word. Neither did the person that tweeted. Because if you know my account, you know, I post other people's kind of funny tweets and what people are saying while they're watching and live tweeting. So Echo Does Radio is the one who tweeted it. And here's what she said. And I've spoken to her about this as well and kind of her thoughts on on Bryn's uh, reaction. Um, said, Bryn, you mad because Jenna doesn't have to log into seeking arrangements in order to afford a business class seat? Because that's exactly what it's giving. So the joke was really about, like, if we're being honest, the joke was actually more about the way that Bryn and the other girls treated Jenna and how they seemed for some reason to be really bothered and they seem to be, not even seemed, seem to be bothered by Jenna's status, success, um, the level that she's on. Because I'm sorry, she is kind of like, like she's the name that everyone knew. And the rest of them are successful in their own right. But Jenna is on another level. She just is. Anyways, it seems like the other girls are a little threatened by her presence on screen. And because of that, they're kind of ganging up on her and picking her apart. And like, it's, it sucks. Like, it's not fun to watch. It's not even fun shade, like watching the whole thing with like Aaron's husband or Sai complaining about the lack of food. Like that was fun and kind of fun shade. But this whole like thing about Jenna and like being like, oh, she's sure showing a lot of skin for somebody with an autoimmune condition. Like that's, it's like borderline just like. Um, so this, I chose this tweet because I thought it was like kind of a funny clap back. Uh, and because it was, you know, implying that Jenna is jealous of, you know, the way that the audience and the audience has taken to Jenna and the way that Jenna is on like another kind of social status. I also thought the seeking arrangement thing was funny because that's a joke that Bryn has been making. Like, I thought she was down with that joke. It has nothing to do with, like, I think a a young woman who, you know, uh, is working and is successful and has money can't possibly do that on their own. Fuck no. Has nothing to do with that. Of course, I don't think that. Anyone who does is like, I don't know, living in another decade or century. Um, It has nothing to do with Bryn being flirty or being like sex positive. There have been tons of flirty sex positive housewives. Tons. What it does have to do with is that she's made jokes with that implication. And it seemed like she was like leaning into it as a funny persona. I didn't literally think ever for one second, and I don't, there might be some people who did, I didn't personally ever think that, oh, Bryn is an escort, or this is how Bryn gets all of her money, or da 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 da. What I did think is that Bryn is a successful woman who makes good money, who also likes to date guys who are, you know, on the wealthier side and likes to get gifts from them. So that's a little bit sugar baby-ish. Like, it's not like, oh, she's a full sugar baby who doesn't work and doesn't do anything and just takes rich guy's money. Like, no, but it's a little sugar baby-ish. That's why I thought the tweet was funny because it was like taking, it was poking at something that there was a little bit of truth to 
and exaggerating it, which is what jokes do. Okay? Never for one second am I watching a housewife show and think, oh, look how flirty, like, look how sex positive Leah is. Look how sex positive and flirty Sonia and Luann are. They must be escorts. Like, no, guys. Just, like, there's people out there, like, trying to paint that narrative. Like, I've seen a couple of comments where people are like, oh, why, you think because a woman flirts, that makes her a hooker? Like, no. Get the fuck out of here. Of course not. Like, give me a break. God, people just want to be upset. I swear to God, honestly. It's, it just feels that way sometimes. It's a stupid joke. Anyways, I don't think it was that deep. And I didn't think Bryn would think it was that deep because here's some examples of why. Okay. One of her friends called her like an international woman of mystery. Her brother seemed confused about how she like affords stuff. We haven't seen a lot of her job on the show. And most importantly, the main reasons is because she's been making jokes about dating rich guys and getting gifts from them. Her and Marlo had like a whole like like giggle fest about it on Watch What Happens Lives. But like, yeah, I'll take the rich guys and take their gifts or whatever. So I just thought like she's fine with that as a joke. I personally never believe that that's like her whole life and that's all she does. And they're pro she's probably sensitive about it though because there's probably people who do think that, which I get that. She has a right to feel how she feels. I can't tell anyone how to feel. I strongly believe that in life and you've probably my OG listeners have heard me say that before. You can't tell people how to feel. So if she's upset, she can be upset. But her being upset doesn't necessarily make her right. I'm sorry. Like, having strong feelings about something or being offended by something doesn't also necessarily equal you are correct in your perception of the situation. And I don't know, maybe this might be one of those situations where it is just really about perception. Um, now, the thing that kind of just annoys me about it is that she's been making these jokes. Has, again, has nothing to do with her flirting or making sex jokes. I never would have thought of that if that was just the only thing was like, oh, she makes flirting sex jokes um, with Aaron's husband and da da da. I never would have even thought of that. And I don't think that seeking arrangement suite would even exist. The reason that tweet even exists is because she's, again, Bryn has made jokes about like liking to get gifts from rich guys and stuff. So now other people are leaning into the joke and using, and yes, Echo Does Radio was using it for shade. But again, in order to have like a shady comeback at, um, because of, you know, what Bryn was shading when it comes to Jenna and her autoimmune thing. And, but that's it. That's all it is. That's really all it is. And if it was as simple as like, oh, any housewife who's, you know, like younger, hot, successful and flirts and talks about sex a lot, people accuse them of being a sugar baby. Like we would have had a lot more of that happening. And we've had some of it happening. Yes. But it's always actually more based on the people whose lifestyle is unclear to us as viewers or it's because their castmates have put it out. So for example, Marlo. Marlo has gotten so much of the sugar baby joke thrown at her and spoken about with her and she's been accused of that. It's literally a joke on Twitter and I've seen it on Instagram and and it's been in my own Twitter roundups. Candy is saying it, Kenya says makes jokes about it and everyone laughs. And the audience, like the Bravo audience, is just like dying and thinks it's so funny. But since it's Bryn now, all of a sudden, that joke is not okay. So it was okay last week. It was fine at the reunion when Kenya was like, people were laughing about it and people were tweeting and no one batted an eye. Or maybe you're listening right now and you're like, I did bat an eye. Um, I don't like those jokes. That's fine you have the right to feel that way again. And then there's going to be a lot of people who are offended by, you know, the jokes that were made about like Jessel's sex life because there's a lot of women who've struggled with their body image and stuff like that after, 
you know, having a C-section or after having twins or having like difficult, um, you know, postpartum experiences. There's going to be people with autoimmune disorders, such as myself, who didn't like the jokes about Jenna. Again, like we, we cannot filter ourselves from every triggering or sensitive thing. We have to learn also on our own that the only thing we can control is our reactions. There's always going to be things out there that we're not going to like because of what we've been through in life and things like that. So Bryn has every right, like I said, to be upset because she wants to be known as a successful working woman in her own right. And she's upset because she's not getting that portrayal on the show. I think that's really the root of this. I don't even think it is. that. I think if she was getting like, you know, a lot more like of her work stuff shown and blah, blah, blah. It probably wouldn't have been as maybe as sensitive for her. Um, It also could be because like she knows she's made some of these jokes and now she's probably like, oh shit, did I maybe mention the rich guy thing too much? And then that plus Bravo's not giving me an edit where they're showing my work life and now people are thinking this and this fucking sucks. Yeah, that's probably part of it too. (laughs) Like it's probably all that stuff together. Um, But again, like, I can't control the edits from Bravo. We as the viewers can only kind of judge what we see. And we're not always right. But, you know, we are allowed to ask questions and we are allowed to make jokes at the end of the day. Like, I I don't like this whole, like, vibe of, like, Bravo liberties who are trying to, like, control or threaten the way that the fans interact and react to the show. I wish they would just kind of stay out of the social media thing. And I know that's, like, kind of impossible to do because you just you know they all have social media it's kind of part of promoting the show I get that but you know lately it's like it seems like there's been too many incidences of Bravo liberties getting a little too involved anyways what else did I want to say um oh yeah the last thing I wanted to say was that what I think she's actually upset about is or sorry, not upset about the, what I think she's actually trying to do. This is the other thing. I just want to point this out just from like a more like analytical, um, in terms of like what this show is and PR. I do think to a point that this move on Bryn's part, like the fact that she didn't just message me and then put it in her story and then her, her and her camp, like sent it to page six so that they would publish it, like all that. I do think that it was a little bit of a deflection. I think people were really not loving her on social media last week because of how her and the girls treated Jenna and people were pissed. And I also could believe that she may have, after she was tagged in my post, looked at my other roundups because it was like a five part. And a lot of it was about all the girls bullying Jenna. And people were really, people were like, screw these girls, blah, blah, blah. They're backstabbers. Like people were going in hard. Okay, it was mostly being targeted towards, like, my tweets were mostly going hard at Aaron, because, like, I'm just not an Aaron fan. Um, and I did not, like, I don't know, I just, I, she's not my favorite. Anyways, so I was going in on Aaron, and uh, I think Bryn saw that, and she probably saw a lot of the other backlash after last episode. And she's been, like, a favorite up until last Sunday. She's still a favorite for a lot of people. I still liked her, even though she kind of pissed me off with the Jenna thing. I still liked her because she's a human and we all humans make mistakes. Like, it doesn't mean I'm like, throw it out the window. I can't stand her anymore. Aaron, like, I just was never vibing with Aaron. So it's just, that's how we are. We vibe with certain characters on these shows and others we don't. Um, Obviously, now I might feel a little differently about Bryn, but anyways, that's, that's besides the point. But she did a really good job, actually. So I am, I have to shout out to Bryn. You're better, you're, you are a PR person, okay? Because she did a really good job deflecting. Like no one is talking about her, uh, her and the girls like kind of thing with, um, with Jenna now. Everyone is just talking about how Bryn is like the victim of, um, you know, of a mean blogger who accused her of being an escort. So Mission accomplished. Although on the other side, I guess if you want to look at it from another PR perspective, she brought a lot more attention to the question of what she does for a living because I've seen a lot more people now questioning it. Um, And on top of that, 
you know, now people are looking into her resume, they're scrutinizing it, they're criticizing it, they're like, why is she doing, like, PR for oil spills? Like, she's opened up a whole can of worms. A whole can of worms. So, I don't know. It depends on your perspective on this. What I do think, though, is that, you know, she should talk to Bravo about them not including her work life as much. She should mention it at the reunion, I remember when Brandy did that at one of the reunions to tell everyone, like, she wishes she could be highlighted, um, like, more like how she is as a mother and how, you know, we're missing out on a lot of that. A lot of that was because of her divorce. Um, But it's still like, you know, there are parts of these women's lives that we just don't get to see because Bravo does kind of put them into boxes and and make like archetypes of all the different characters, female and male, um, not just on housewife shows. So, yeah, we are getting a very limited version of who they are, of course. But again, we're not watching it. Like, we almost watch these shows. Even They're not fiction, but they're somewhat fiction because they're like a heightened reality or an exaggerated reality. And then we can only work with what we see. But we still want to take part in the entertainment and to discuss it online and to have fun and talk about the quote unquote characters, like just like people who are really into um, like Marvel or fantasy and stuff like that. And they get to like talk about the characters and analyze and da, da, da. But they don't have to worry, though, because those characters aren't real. So those characters aren't reading the feedback. Right. You know, when everybody says like Joffrey, they loved when Joffrey died on Game of Thrones. That's fine because he's not a real <laughs> person. Right. Whereas like when we go to Housewives and stuff, when people are critical based on the storytelling of the show, because it is storytelling, unfortunately, the characters are real. And it doesn't matter how great they are. It doesn't matter if they are like someone like Garcelle, who is, you know, for the most part, everyone respects and loves. There, She still has haters too. That's never going to go away, which is why it's like one of those can't win things. That's why at the end of the day, at Bravo and Botox and my Twitter roundups, they are for the fans. They're for the fans. That's why I say don't tag Bravo Liberties. And now I'm actually thinking I might just block every Bravo Liberty so that they can never see them. But then I was like, what's the point of that? Because somebody could still screenshot it and send it to them. But like when I started my page, like I never tag Bravo Liberties. I don't want like there's rare cases where I have because I'm like happy birthday to one of them in a story or something like that. But generally, my page is for fans. That's why I made it. It's so we can all watch a show and then we can laugh at some of the like absurd and ridiculousness of these shows and these people and their absurd lives. And that's it. Like, it's just not that deep. Um. Anyways, that's all I really want to say about it, because it's one of those things that it's like, the more you talk about it, the more it gets talked about. And I'm kind of tired now because um, it's been a lot of messages and stuff. But I want to reply to people's messages because people are like, a lot of people are just having fun with it. Like, oh, my God, these housewives, they can't take a joke. Da, da, da. Like, So a lot of people are just like having fun with it. Um, but I just, again, I want to say thanks because the vast majority of people were like, wow, it's we're just supportive and we're like, hope you're not getting too much hate, whatever. So thank you. I'm going to go back to doing my Twitter roundups like normal. And that's it. You know, a lot of people were like, please don't stop doing your Twitter roundups. Of course not. I, I'm not going to be like threatened or anything like that because a Bravo Liberty is upset. This is not, by the way, the first Bravo Liberty I've had who's been upset about a Twitter roundup. Definitely not. Um, Catherine from Southern Charm was so mad about like a few jokes in a Twitter roundup once. She sent me a DM that was way worse than Brynn's, like a gajillion times worse. It was like a novel too. Like, honestly, she wrote like an essay. Um, so, however, she didn't post it on her Instagram story and she didn't send it to page six. She just messaged me. But she did the same thing as Brynn did, which is that she blocked me, so I couldn't even reply. Um, but I was like, all right. And life went on. I kept doing my Twitter roundups. Like, 
there's always going to be and and the thing that Catherine was mad about was something I would have never expected. It was actually a Twitter roundup in relation to Summer House, and it didn't even have anything to do with her. Um, but you just never know what somebody could be sensitive about. So again, though, we can't stop laughing and enjoying ourselves and making jokes because somebody could be sensitive to something. Like we can try as well to be sent and be like, you know what, this is something that I know for sure um, will upset this person or will really like offend and hurt a group of people. Like, for example, people, sorry, this just popped in my head, but a lot of people on Twitter and Instagram make jokes about how whenever Sheree lies, she stutters. And I remember I had a follower who like dealt with like speech problems and stuttering and they messaged me about it and told me like that it hurts their feelings and stuff and like I've always kept that in my head so like I just took that information and kept it moving and I don't ever include any tweets that even though they don't mean to make people fun they're not trying to make fun of people who stutter they're more trying to make fun of Sheree lying I get that I still don't post them because I know it bothers that person and they said it in such a, like, a respectful, kind of kind, like, you know, let me share this sort of way um, that I, I'll just never forget that. So I don't know. That's It's just like one of those things. And if Bryn had honestly messaged me and be like, really, this hurts my feelings, I think, I you know, maybe you didn't mean it, but it implies this, or we can, let's talk about it, da-da-da, like, I would have been so down to have to deconstruct, talk about it. Um, I would have apologized for hurting her feelings, all that kind of stuff. But again, like her and Catherine, like they just block. So there's nothing you can do. So there's really nothing I can do except, you know, explain what I've explained here. And that's and just keep keep it moving and keep serving the funnies because they make people laugh. And we need more of that in this world, clearly. All right. So thank you so much for listening to this rant. I am sorry if I went way too long. Um, but, you know, that's what I do here on the Bravo Papers. My whole, like Bryn, I also have a shtick. My shtick is that I overanalyze things to death. That's why I called it the Bravo Papers. Because I don't like to just talk about a topic for like five minutes and you know, whatever. I like to go in depth. I like to really get in there, go into every angle and every aspect. So I hope you liked it. Now, there is some other Bravo news. Okay. So let me give you just a little something so you can see what I normally do. If you're still here, thank you for hanging on. Um, There've been some updates about Lindsay and Carl, actually. So at the at Bravo Babe on Instagram posted that she got some intel from an invited guest that the invited guest has not been told that the wedding is off and that they're still going like as planned. Now, even though that might be true, like that, I I believe Bravo Babe that like she got that intel. I don't think she would lie about that or anything. Um, But what I do think is that sometimes when people call off the wedding, like it doesn't get to the guests like right away, especially if like one person... I don't know how to say this. Okay, especially if one person like thinks there might be a chance that it's going to be back on, like in this case, maybe Lindsay, like maybe she thought like it was just a moment. I don't know. I really don't know. But sometimes, too, you're in the thick of such like an emotional moment that you might almost forget like to be like, hey, guys, you know, see if you can cancel your rooms or whatever. Apparently it was all fucking like non-refundable. So I don't know. Those people might just have to go on a trip. Sucks. But anyways, I really still think the wedding is off. And like, I mean, the wedding's off, guys. Like, let's just... There were some other counselors. Like, the wedding website's still up. Like, that's the least of their worries. And people are like, you can still book. I'm like, I think the people that are... Most of the people that are close to them and in their lives are going to know... And maybe take charge of like spreading the word, I would think. And I don't know. I, if I was invited to a wedding and I hadn't booked my room yet, and then it was all over the internet that the couple was 
not getting married, I, I wouldn't be like, let me go book my room now. Like, I, anyways, at the end of the day, what is for me for sure that is saying that this wedding is off is that Carl and Lindsay haven't said anything. They have said nothing. So I really, if they were still going through with it, I think they would have made a statement. I just think they would have said like something like, you can't believe these rumors, blah, blah, blah. The other thing is that, you know, Lindsay was at that wedding, photographed at that wedding without Carl at her friend's wedding out of country. Carl was also seen photographed in, I think, where was it? Was it Minnesota? I think it was Minnesota um, with a friend of his who's like a friend from like outside the show, like from before the show. Um and kind of like, quote unquote, fleeing town. So yeah, it's I it's not happening. Um, now, there was also like blind sent, sent in that said, you know, Lindsay's heartbroken. She won't leave her apart. She wouldn't leave her apartment. And friends were trying to get her to go to this friend's wedding, um, you know, to get her mind off things. Now, I don't see how going to a wedding is going to help someone get their mind off their broken engagement. However, I do understand like her friends had good intentions because they're trying to say, you know, just get it. Traveling can be such a freeing thing. Like, I remember, like, you know, I deal with anxiety and like years and years ago when I first had like panic attacks and stuff, I I was had a trip planned anyways, and I almost wanted to cancel it because I was in just such a state, you know, um, and I went and it was so helpful just being somewhere different, you know, and that distraction in your mind, it really helped me. So, I get it. And I and I hope if Lindsay did go, which she did, actually, I hope that it helped her because I really I feel for her in this situation. Man, this is terrible. This is so terrible. Um, So she did uh, attend, you know, and so did um, Ariana. Right. So clearly, like maybe being with your friends and your support group in a different country, like getting away from everything, you know, maybe even though it's a wedding, maybe it still helps. Oh, man. Um, the other thing was that people brought up like an older uh, Dumois blind that said, okay, so this was from a while ago, but you might remember this. So it came out around like the scandal of all time. And it said, okay, I'm going to read it. This was the, this was it. As we all witnessed the fallout from the mess that is Scandoval, a Bravo couple on the opposite coast will soon find themselves in a very similar mess. He will be exposed for another, quote unquote, mistake. Will she be able to forgive and forget this one? Okay. Now, everyone thought that that was about Kyle and Amanda, especially because of the, will she be able to forget this one? And we know Kyle has had like a cheating um, incident in the past, at least one that we know of. So now people are like, wow, maybe this blind was actually about Lindsay and Carl, which... Yeah, I can kind of see that. Uh, like, I'm a little shook. I got to be honest. Um, now, there is this other rumor floating around that Carl's been seeing someone else and that he there was a pregnancy scare. Do I believe that he's been seeing someone else or that he cheated? To, I do. That's just my opinion. I don't have any facts on it or know anything for sure. The pregnancy thing, I'm a little, like, skeptical about because... I just sometimes I feel like people just add a little bit of like sauce on these rumors just to make them a little bit more juicy, you know, just like sprinkle a little seasoning on there. Because remember with with um, Scandoval, everybody was like positive that that Raquel was pregnant, like everyone was a thousand percent positive and she wasn't. So I'm I'm taking the pregnancy thing with a grain of salt and I'm watching the cheating rumor. Um, then there was another blind that I think was from Carl's camp that said she made him look bad all summer and was emotionless when he broke up with her. I mean, I think that's just Carl kind of trying to get ahead of this because in case like he comes out looking really bad when the show comes out, which is very possible. I also think it's because people, maybe he didn't realize how mad people were going to be that he broke the engagement off on camera because um, people are like really pissed about that. So, yeah, I think he's trying to get ahead of it by saying she made him look bad because that's a nice way of saying, like, if he does end up looking bad, it's Lindsay's fault. Blame Lindsay instead of him taking ownership 
of maybe some of his own bad choices and behaviors. Just saying. Um, and then the emotionless when he broke up with her, like, yeah, because you broke up with her on camera. And that's what Lindsay does. Um, when Lindsay's put on the spot on camera about something that is actually upsetting to her and that she cares about, like, think about the times where she's been emotionless. It's been with Danielle and now Carl. All the other times with people that, like, yeah, and I'm not saying she doesn't care about, like, Kyle and some of those other people, but it's not as heavy for her. You know, that's when she, like, gets activated or whatever, right? But I can see that when it's something real and big, I I think she kind of retreats into herself because I think she knows if she freaks out, it's not going to help her in any way. And she knows that some there's a lot of Lindsay haters out there and they'll use it against her. So I'm proud of my girl. She kept her composure. Um, you know, he's probably wants a reaction out of you on camera so that he can look like the good guy and she didn't give it to him. Good for her. That's my opinion, okay? You don't have to agree. I'm just telling. Um, in Bravo Beverly Hills world, uh, Mauricio is doing Dancing with the Stars, reportedly, everyone. Not 100% confirmed. I don't watch Dancing with the Stars. I I don't think I'm going to, even with Ariana on it. Uh, but I, I want Ariana to do well. It's just not, like, for me. I don't know. I'm not much into, like, the competition reality shows, um, but I do feel like Mauricio is maybe trying to get like a new image amongst like because of the divorce. And, you know, maybe it'll help people like see him more independently without Kyle because he's always been like Kyle's husband. Now he's got the Netflix show. It's like he's kind of like breaking free into his own being like his own like here's here's Maurizio as a divorce single dad kind of. You know what I mean? Um, and I think he still wants people to like like him. So I could see this. This makes sense to me from a PR standpoint. Um, Erica Jane is selling tickets to her Las Vegas show for as little as $7, <laughs> which I mean, like, I'm not mad at it because if you're like a Bravo person and you happen to be in Vegas, you don't have to be rich to go see Erica Jane's show. And we appreciate that. Um, apparently, some of the tickets have gone for as little as $1 to $2 like last minute tickets. So there's that. Listen, I never thought Erica Jane's show was going to be, you know, this big show because after everything that happened, she doesn't really have like, like she still has fans there, you know, Jen Shaw still has fans. So she still has fans, but she doesn't have the following she had. <coughs> Sorry. And a lot of people are just like, like they're over it. Because a lot of what was good about her show and all that before was like the persona and the rich wife lifestyle that went around it. But now it's like, you know, it's like Wizard of Oz. Like we can see what's behind the curtain and it's not pretty. Where all that came from and where that career started, it, it came from like victims. So it's just, it's not like, I don't want to see it. I'm surprised anyone goes, to be honest. But, I mean, I don't judge people who do go because it's not, like, up to us as Bravo fans to correct these things. And we can, I mean, it's up to us. We can put our money where we want. I personally wouldn't go. That's just me. But I don't judge you if you go, just so you know. Um, Sutton said she's too busy in a in a shady interview. It's too She's too busy to attend Erica's $1 Vegas residency. I love Sutton. Honestly, Sutton... Like, Sutton gives a shit, but she also doesn't, which is what makes her so interesting. It's like, she gives a shit and... Okay, she doesn't give a shit in that she'll say stuff like this and she won't edit herself, which is why she was, like, one of the only ones to always question Erica during the, like, you know, the post-divorce seasons of Beverly Hills, the last couple seasons, which were amazing. Um, but then at the same time, when the ladies, like, come back at her, she'll cry. So I, I saw a tweet and somebody was like, okay, Sutton, cool. But like, if Erica yells at you next season, don't fall apart, which like I thought was so funny because it's so true. Um, but that's what I like about Sutton is she's just like a mess in some ways. Like she's a mess. Because I, I, I'm there was like this narrative going around recently where people were like, Sutton and Garcelle don't bring anything to the show. I was like, where have you been? Like if it wasn't for them... We would have gotten nothing out of Erica Jane the last three years. We would have gotten nothing. 
The only reason Kyle and Dorit even asked any questions was because Sutton and Garcelle started it and were there to push. Right? Sutton's the only one who read the damn article, remember? They spent it. Remember when she did that? Okay, anyways. And Garcelle's the one who was like, uh, yeah, like, I don't believe a lot of what you're saying. And like, was actually questioning shit. We need that. We need those people. So another thing going on is that um, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City premiered. I loved it. The cold open was like everything. It was so, it just pulled me in. I don't know what they were talking about in the cold open. I think they're talking about Monica, not Jen Shaw. But I mean, God, you never know with Bravo. It really could be something completely different. But that's what I got from it. Um, Jen Shaw's social media account manager, whoever it is, I don't know who it is, who he posted like on her Instagram because they're running her Instagram, obviously, because she's in jail um, or prison, I should say. And they post her tagline for the season. Even if I have gone away, apparently I'm here to stay. That was the tagline. Like, okay, Jen. Haha, <laughs> really good. Great. Good for you. Okay. Um, then they did another story post where they said something about like, well, Jen Shaw should get a check since if they're going to mention her so much. Okay, sit down. First of all, Jen Shaw, if you get a check, it should go right into the pockets of the senior citizens that you scammed, not you. Like, how about pay some restitutions? Second of all, no one in the world is ever going to think that you deserve money for anything ever again because of what you did. So just move along. Also, yeah, they're talking about you a lot this first episode because they have to bridge the storyline from last season. And obviously you going to jail was the big storyline. But trust me, you will soon be forgotten. Anyways, um, Monica also had some stuff to say on social media in response to her uh, co-workers, specifically Lisa Barlow. Um, okay, let me find it. I have it saved here. Okay, so Monica said, so this is her caption. Phew! The first photo was taken June. So she posted some some photos. There's a picture of Shakira, a picture of Andy from like, or Angie K from like a long time ago, and a picture of herself. Or no. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Okay, I'm going to read it. Um... So she said, the first photo was taken June 17th, 2022. Didn't realize I was so unrecognizable with my fair skin back then too. The way some people are so damn comfortable lying, it's wild. First of all, I wasn't meeting Jen at the airport, Lisa. I met you at the airport because you were also running an errand for Jen. God, why were all these girls like Jen's servants? It's it's wild. Um, That was actually the first time we met in person. Aside from our countless phone combos, but keep coming with all that BS. Unreal. Second, the way you are coming in clutch with those microaggressions, you couldn't pick me out of a police lineup or witness protection. You couldn't have set a party or crowd. I see you. Third, the way you made the most uneducated statement of the episode with your fair skin, blonde hair comment. Latinas can't have light skin or have blonde hair. Yeah, like that was stupid. Latinas can look many different ways. Like, come on, Lisa, wake up. Um, But yet you claim to be a cultured New Yorker. I mean, you know, good point. I know what you're implying. We all do. Doesn't your best friend work in the hair industry where people color their hair and change their looks up constantly? Lastly, please tell me if you'd recognize Angie Kay in the last pick in witness protection or a police lineup. Uh, And then happy hump date. P.S. Fair skin is better than orange. Okay, that's kind of funny because we know Lisa Barlow loves her uh, self-tanner. I, I mean, I think this is like funny shade going back and forth. Like, I don't, like, I think what like Lisa saying, like she didn't recognize her was like Lisa's way of trying to cover up that she actually knows her from the past and from Jen. I think that's what's really going on here. And she tried to cover it up and she didn't do a good job of it. And then I kind of think Monica's like rant here back on social media, like that's what we want in the housewives. Like, let's get into it. All right. And then she posted like a picture of Shakira with like blonde hair, like just to kind of prove her point. So it was funny. Um, Some happy news is that Happy Eddie 
from Real Housewives of Potomac, uh, so Wendy's husband, is starting his own cannabis line. And I love this story. That's why I put it in today. It's such a small story. But I just love that he's like, he really took lemons and made them into lemonade. Like he's, you know, all that like stuff about like, last season with um Ashley's friend being like oh Eddie was smiling at me and everyone's like yeah that's what he does all day like people call him happy Eddie and now he's like starting a cannabis line perfect well done 10 out of 10 no notes okay um let's talk about New Jersey a little bit because I have heard that Jackie and I I did mention this on last week's news episode but the Jackie that there are some you know shifting alliances and allegedly and this is what I'm hearing. Again, this is gossip, so I don't know. This is not like facts, okay? Um, Jackie and Marge are feuding over her book deal, which when I first saw this, I'm like, what is there to feud over? Like, Jackie has a book deal. Um, the, the book that she wrote about her eating disorder, which, oh my God, what's the name? There's someone yelling at me right now with the weight, the weight of something. Shit. Okay, I'm going to look it up. Anyways, she's... Um, so anyways, apparently Marge said, and again, this is just word on the street, but Marge said that she's responsible for Jackie getting her book deal. And Jackie took offense to this as, you know, I got to be on Jackie's side here. I would always be on Jackie's side because I, Marge, if, for those of you who are new, Marge is like probably in my top or in my bottom five housewives. Like I cannot stand Marge. Um, for many reasons, which I'm not going to go in today, but one of my least favorites. So I'm not a huge fan of Jackie either, but in this case, I'm going to take Jackie's side. And the other thing was also apparently Jackie didn't want any of her castmates or anyone to read the book before it was like officially released on sale. So Marge didn't read it, but then somehow it comes out that Jen Fessler did ended up being able to read it, like I guess before it was officially released. And then Marge was mad about that. So that's it. That's what I'm hearing. I mean, it sounds pretty petty, but I'm good with I would like some petty drama on New Jersey next season because like I'm I'm tired and I'm over the whole like Melissa Teresa thing. Um, the other thing is that, you know, Bravo sleuths noticed that Jackie and Rachel Fuda are no longer following each other. Um, and there's more evidence that, you know, Jackie and Teresa are friends because, you know, they've been like commenting on each other's posts and pictures, all that kind of stuff. Um, the last thing I want to talk about today is Real Housewives of Atlanta. So fans are questioning. So if you remember from part one of the reunion, there were questions about, the um, court documents that Kenya gave Marlo. So the obvious question was <laughs> like, okay, when Andy was like, this is blank. Okay, that was obvious. But then Kenya put some on social media and people are kind of side-eyeing side -eyeing those as well. So people have noticed that it's, or saying it's not real, or the attorney doesn't know what they're doing because it's addressed to the same attorney who signed it and the signature so the signature should be of the petitioner's attorney and that that would be a conflict of interest and would never happen. There's also no court stamp on the document. So people are like, okay, is Kenya just trying to create another like, you know, false storyline or just, you know, is she just trying to like have a moment at the reunion or have a prop and people are saying it's poorly written and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So yeah, I guess, I don't know. We'll see if anything comes of that. People are saying it's fake. I mean, it's, this is the problem with Atlanta right now. Um, there's always some stunts or, you know, there's always like one or two housewives in every franchise who are pulling stunts or doing some fake stuff and like, whatever, we all deal with it. You know, that's the game, but it's getting to be like a little too much of that on Atlanta. And I think in some ways we kind of need to roll back and go back to basics. Um, another thing that happened was that Ralph responded to Drew after the first part of the reunion on, um, on social media. And he just like, oh, 
He's so gross. Um, so this is what he said. I'll read Drew's tweet first. So Drew said, I must always protect and stand for my children against this type of evil. I gave him the opportunity to shut his unverifiable fake cousin down for her disgusting comments made concerning my son. However, he refused to do so and it breaks my heart. So that was in reference to Courtney kind of saying that, you know, Drew only wanted Ralph to adopt her son so that, you know, she could go like, I don't know, like have an affair with a woman or whatever. Anyways, like it was rude comments. And then Ralph says, it's time to speak the truth, so let's be real. You expect me to pay child support when he has a father that wants to play an active role in his life, but you won't let him. I mean, that's... If the father wanted to play an active role, he would have. And he hasn't. And, like, Ralph was the one who, like, co-signed that whole narrative with Drew when they came on the show. He wrote a freaking book about being a stepfather with that. Like, remember that tearjerker, um, like first page of the book that he read to the cast? Like, sorry, Ralph, you can't now be backtracking and being like, that was all Drew. I never wanted to be in his life. Like, that is, that's wrong. And I just, I smell a lie here. I, I'm aware that Drew also lies, but I think Ralph's worse. Um, your adoption request was only a money grab and control. I mean, maybe on some level, it was her way of trying to secure her marriage. Because despite the fact that, like, Ralph does not treat Drew well, you know, a lot of women do try desperately to hold on and, you know, make it work, even if the guy is, like, desperately trying to run away. Um, and I'm not saying that, like, it's desperate of the woman. I'm just saying, like, a lot of women and men, depending on what's happening or whatever, they are just trying to keep their families together when there's kids, right? So then Ralph says, since the age of three, I stepped up to fill the gap as a man and unconditionally provided from my heart without expectations. I will continue being there, but you're not going to take advantage of me or use this show to get your way. I understand playing the battered victim role earns you sympathy on this platform, but you will respect me as a father. Oh, okay. Okay, Ralph, your narcissist is showing. I love all my kids and, and have given them the world, including you. It's about them now. So, I mean, he just contradicts. Like, if it's about you and, or sorry, if it's about the kids, you would not have posted that reply. You would have sent that to Drew privately and been like, why are you talking about our kids on social media? Like, it's not about the kids for Ralph. And I'm sorry, it's just not like he's he's trying to come out all virtuous, but he can't hide who he really is. I'm sorry. Um, couple last things before we end off. Actually, let's this is the last thing. Kim and Croy. Ugh are calling off their divorce again for the second time. Like, what is happening? <coughs> Sorry, I made myself cough. That It is so absurd. I'm at the point now, like, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to cover it. And whatever news comes out about them divorcing, getting back together, whatever, I, I don't believe any of it. The only thing I believe is the stories that come out that say they owe this much money to this credit card. That's, those are the only reliable stories. <coughs> I'm sorry. Anything else that comes out is just BS coming from Croy and Kim for I don't even know what reason. This whole thing is just a disaster. All right. So if you have made it all the way to the end with me, thank you so much. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. I have a YouTube channel. I would love it if you would go to youtube.com slash at the Bravo Papers or just look up the Bravo Papers on YouTube. Please hit that subscribe. It helps me to get more subscribers on YouTube, helps me with the algorithm and all that stuff. So yeah, please subscribe. Um, please leave a review. I would love it if you left a review. You can email me if you want to give me some of your thoughts on any of the Bravo stories. And that's all for today. So you are now in the know for everything Bravo. See you next week.
Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend or a hundred friends, whatever you want. You can follow me on Instagram at the Bravo Papers, or for my Twitter roundups, follow at Bravo and Botox. If you'd like to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash Bravo and Botox for some much needed caffeine support. And until next time, keep overanalyzing Bravo.